On this day in Christian history, child of promise, Andrew and Elizabeth Renwick, a young couple, weavers, lived in the hills of Glencarron, Scotland, in the 1600s. All of their children had died. Andrew accepted his grief, but Elizabeth cried to the Lord day and night for another child. The Lord answered, and little James was taught the Holy Scriptures from infancy. Growing up, his conscience was tender, his mind sharp. He excelled at the University of Edinburgh, but was denied a degree because he refused to accept Charles II as head of the Scottish Church. Remaining in Edinburgh, James watched with alarm. As nonconformists were martyred, their severed heads and hands nailed to the city gates as a warning to others. He left Scotland for training and ordination abroad, but his heart was still in the highlands. He had, and he soon returned to preach, teach, organize, counsel, and wear himself out. Excessive travel, he told a friend, night wanderings, unseasonable sleep and diet, and frequent preaching in all seasons of weather, especially in the night, have debilitated me. He trudged with diligence through moors and mountains in the cold stormy nights and, de and by day. His study was often a cold glen or cave, his pillow a rock or log. He managed a hundred escapes. But at length, one winter's night in Edinburgh, he was captured, put in irons, and convicted of treason. His widowed mother visited him in prison, her heart breaking apart. Oh, James, she cried, how shall I look up to see your head and hands upon the city gate? I shall not be able to endure it. He comforted her as he could, and on February 16th, 1688, smuggled a message to her. There is nothing in the world that I am sorry to leave but you. Farewell, mother. Farewell, night wanderings, cold and weariness for Christ. Farewell, sweet Bible and preaching of the gospel. Welcome, crown of glory. Welcome, O thou blessed Trinity and one God. I commit my soul into thy eternal rest. The next morning he embraced, embraced his weeping mother once more, then went to the scaffold. He was 26. Keep on being faithful to what you were taught and to what you believed. After all, you know who taught you these things. Since childhood, you have known the Holy Scriptures that are able to make you wise enough to have faith in Christ Jesus and be saved. 2 Timothy 3, 14 and 15. Good morning, good morning. Today is this uh, 16th day of February. It's Friday, uh, currently 49 degrees and cloudy. Um, it looks like we're supposed to get to a high of 65 today, and uh, we've got a little warm snap, and it's causing, uh, it's kind of faking the trees out a little bit, um, which often happens here. And so our pollen count today is 241, so it's already getting up into the uh, high category. Um, just two weeks ago, it was five, and so uh, anyway... So if you suffer from allergies like me, keep that in mind. Uh, take your uh, allergy medication or whatever, because it's coming up. Um, I do have an awesome uh, praise report. We've been uh, praying for uh, Jill's brother, had hip surgery, I think, less than two weeks ago. And he just sent out this uh, message. Uh, he says, hello, family. I just completed the act of getting down on my knees, dropping down and doing push-ups, then standing up again. 
No pain, no wobbles, nothing. Sure, I have to be intentional with each leg movement and, and move slowly, but this recovery is amazing. So praise God for that. We've been praying for him, and uh, uh, the Lord is just uh, so amazing. And so let's pray, and we'll get into our lesson. Heavenly Father, we do thank you and praise you for uh, this recovery uh, in Colin. Thank you for answering our prayers, Lord, and we just ask that you continue uh, to help him fully recover, Lord. Uh, and uh, it sounds like he's uh, well on the way. We also lift up Elva to you. I haven't heard a, uh, an update from her, Lord, but uh, with the recovery from her surgery, uh, Father, we do lift up Gary to you. And uh, with the MRSA in his foot, Lord, that infection, we ask that you would heal that infection. And, and Chris, with uh, just uh, running from you, Lord, and uh, we just ask that you grab a hold of him and, and draw him close to you, Lord. Uh, also with Michaela's, uh, the little uh, family, with the loss of that, Lord, and so painful, uh, Lord, the, the, the mourning and grieving uh, for the mother, and especially, Lord, and the rest of the family, uh, Lord, just your comfort and peace, uh, that that kind of thing can... Uh, uh, I don't know if anybody ever recovers fully from that, Lord. And uh, so, Lord, we just ask that your grace and mercy would just uh, be upon uh, that family, Lord. And, uh, Lord, we do lift up Bob, uh, Wendy's husband, Lord, and we just ask, thank you that uh, uh, he's awake and things have come back, some things, but, Lord, he's still a uh, long way. Uh, from where he was, and Lord, we just ask for healing, and strength, Lord, in him and in Sean, and Lord, also with Serge's dad with that uh, cancer diagnosis and the direction for the family, Lord. Uh, and I do think of Tracy's mom and dad with COVID, and just anybody else, Lord, suffering with those COVID, the flu, the uh, allergies now, the pollen coming out, Lord. We just uh, we just lift up uh, one another to you, Lord, and just ask for your healing hand, Lord. You work in our lives, uh, even right now as we get into this lesson, Lord. Just open our eyes and our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, the inspiration of spiritual initiative by Oswald Chambers. my mouse okay not all so a verse arise from the dead ephesians 5:14 not all initiative the willingness to take the first step is inspired by god some someone must say to you get up and get going take your reluctance by the throat and throw it overboard just do what needs to be done that is what we mean by ordinary human initiative. But when the Spirit of God comes to us and says, in effect, get up and get going, suddenly we find that the initiative is inspired. We, have all, we all have many dreams and aspirations when we are young, but sooner or later we realize we have no power to accomplish them. We cannot do the things we long to do, so our tendency is to think of our dreams and aspirations as dead. But God comes and says to us, Arise from the dead. 
When God sends his inspiration, it comes to us with such miraculous power that we are able to arise from the dead and to do the impossible. The remarkable thing about spiritual initiative is that the life and power comes after we get up and get going. God does not give us overcoming life. He gives us life as we overcome. When the inspiration of God comes and he says, arise from the dead, we have to get ourselves up. God will not lift us up. Our Lord said to the man with the withered hand, stretch out your hand, Matthew 12, 13. As soon as the man did so, his hand was healed. But he had to take the initiative. If we will take the initiative to overcome, we will find that we have the inspiration of God because he immediately gives us the power of life. Praise God. Wisdom from Oswald Chambers, the great word of Jesus to his disciples is abandon. When God has brought us into the relationship of disciples, we have to venture on his word, trust entirely to him, and watch that when he brings us to the venture, we take it. And our reading for today is Matthew 27, verses 51 through 66. We pick up here with Jesus on the cross in verse 51. And at once, so after Jesus, let's go to 50. And Jesus cried out again with a loud, agonizing voice and gave up his spirit voluntarily, sovereignly dismissing and releasing his spirit from his body in submission to his father's plan. And at once, the veil of the Holy of Holies of the temple was torn into from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks were split apart. The tombs were opened and many bodies of the saints, God's people, who had fallen asleep in death, were raised to life. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they entered the holy city, Jerusalem, and appeared to many people. Now the centurion and those who were with him, keeping guard over Jesus, when they saw the earthquake and the things that were happening, they were terribly frightened and filled with awe and said, Truly, this was the Son of God. There were also many women there looking on from a distance who had accompanied Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him. Among them was Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and Salome, the mother of the of Zebedee's sons, James and John. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who was also a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus so that he might bury him. And Pilate ordered that it be given to him. And Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, burial wrapping, and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had cut in the rock. And he rolled a large stone over the entrance of the tomb and went away. And Mary Magdalene was there, and the other Mary, sitting opposite the tomb. The next day, that is, the day after the day of preparation for the Sabbath, the chief priests and the Pharisees assembled before Pilate and said, Sir, we have remembered that when he was still alive, that deceiver said, After three days I will rise from the dead. Therefore give orders to have the tomb made secure and safeguarded until the third day. Otherwise his disciples may come and steal him away and tell the people he has risen from the dead. And the last deception, the reporting of his resurrection, will be worse than the first, the reporting that he is the Messiah. Pilate said to them, You have a guard of soldiers. Go with them. Make the tomb as secure as you know how. And so they went and made the tomb secure 
and along with stationing a guard of soldiers to be on the watch, they set a seal on the stone. Heavenly Father, we just ask for your blessing today. We thank you for this amazing account, uh, Lord, and uh, it's so hard to hear of your suffering, but it's so amazing, Lord, to hear uh, about this part, the resurrection, Lord, and I know we haven't got to quite to that yet, but Lord, uh, just you setting the stage, Lord, guarding the tomb, uh, so there's no falsehood, no false accusations, Lord, but this miraculous event could uh, not be proven wrong, but proven true. We thank you, Lord, for dying for us, for raising from the dead, for giving us new life, Lord. And Lord, in those areas, Lord, give us uh, that courage to, to take that step, to take the initiative, Lord. When you tell us, Lord, help us to move and know that you're going to give us the power as we move, Lord, that you're going to give us that strength as we move, Lord. And we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. We just ask for your blessing on this day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all today. You guys.